This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Biden photo uproar. Are you 100% certain he was looking at his watch? Plus the fireworks, the live gunfire celebration as the Taliban take over the airport and mock America. Then gators in the flood. It killed a man. And the live TV ambush. Hey, 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 hey. Plus, what can you do if power is lost? How you can preserve your food. And COVID anyone? Thousands of fans must show their vaccine cards to watch the U.S. Open. But what about the tennis stars? Why so many are refusing to get vaccinated? Plus, Fiddler on the Highway. Serenading the gridlock as apocalyptic fires swoop in on Lake Tahoe. Then, kids are jumping out the window. Leap of faith. Let him go, let him go, let him go. And, yeah, that looks rather menacing. Live weather forecast. But where did that dog come from? Storm is in the building. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. It is the most solemn duty of a president presiding over the dignified transfer of fallen service members' remains. And today, President Biden is being slammed by some gold star parents whose children made the ultimate sacrifice. Stephen Fabian reports they accused Mr. Biden of looking at his watch multiple times during the ceremony at Dover Air Force Base. Did the president repeatedly check his watch as the bodies of the 13 fallen were brought home? That's the startling claim being made today by two grieving Gold Star dads. He looked down at his watch after every single body was taken off that plane. Darren Hoover is the father of Staff Sergeant Darren Hoover Jr. And Mark Schmitz is the father of Lance Corporal Jared Schmitz. I said, uh, if he checks his watch one more time, you know, it just, I found it to be very disrespectful. Video of the solemn ceremony at Dover Air Force Base does show the president appearing to sneak a peek at his watch after the 13th coffin had passed by. But that's the one and only time such a moment is actually caught by a pool camera. Are you 100% sure he was checking his watch multiple times? He looked at his watch every single time. The claim is causing an uproar. The New York Post front page headline declares dishonor. But Fox News anchor Brett Baer has another possible explanation. On that left wrist, the president wears the rosary of his son, Beau. And... Um, Perhaps he was looking down at the rosary. I have heard that from Biden supporters. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki was asked about the incident. Was the president looking at his watch and does he have a message to those people uh, who felt that they were offended? 
Well, I would say his message to all of the family members who were there, those who were not uh, even in attendance, is uh, that he is uh, grateful to their uh, sons and daughters, the sacrifice uh, they made. And we're learning more about the president's sometimes tense private meeting with the families. As the families were boarding a bus after the ceremony, a woman shouted angrily at President Biden. That was my daughter. Uh, she was very upset. What did she say in that moment? That it was all their fault and it didn't need to happen and hope they rot in, rot in hell. And this is the moment America's longest war came to an end. The last soldier to leave Kabul climbed aboard a cargo plane just before midnight. He's 52-year-old Major General Christopher Donahue, commander of the legendary 82nd Airborne Division. As the plane took off, dropping missile defense flares, the victorious Taliban set off fireworks and fired weapons into the air in celebration. Triumphant Taliban fighters wearing abandoned U.S. combat gear immediately swarmed the airport. We're here right now with the Taliban as they enter into the airport. Now they're taking over. Today, the president issued a fierce defense of his Afghan policy. I refuse to open another decade of warfare in Afghanistan. We've been a nation too long at war. If you're 20 years old today, you've never known an America at peace. The head of the U.S. Central Command says America did not get out as many people as hoped. It will now be a diplomatic effort to help the several hundred Americans and perhaps as many as 60,000 Afghans who assisted the U.S. efforts over the years to leave the country. The long cleanup process has begun in the wake of Hurricane Ida, and now there's a new worry. Alligators have been spotted in the floodwaters. In fact, one woman told authorities she saw a gator fatally attack her husband right outside their home. The lights are still out in New Orleans, and so are the alligators. This extraordinary video shows a gator in the flooded waters, and one of them just killed a 70-year-old man outside his home. His wife heard a commotion. She looked down, and the wife told investigators, I saw him being attacked by the alligator, which reportedly ripped the man's arm off. Tulane University today evacuated its students and closed its campus for two weeks. One student posted this video of the leak in her room. We have implemented our anti-looting plan. Police in New Orleans issued this warning. Looting is a state felony. You will be arrested. It's unclear if these people seen in drone video taken by a storm chaser are looting suspects or helping recover damaged goods. This reporter covering Hurricane Ida live on MSNBC found himself in a bizarre situation. Watch as the white pickup truck pulls up behind him. Then the driver gets out and runs up to reporter Shaquille Brewster. Random person going around, you know, I'm gonna turn this way because, you know, we deal with some people every once in a while. Brewster tries to carry on. Craig Melvin can't believe what he's just seen. We'll make sure Shaq's okay. The reporter later tweeted, appreciate the concern, guys. The team and I are all good. Across Louisiana, millions of Americans are dealing with the aftermath of the Category 4 storm. And that includes Dukes of Hazard star John Schneider. He sent this photo to Inside Edition, showing a replica of the car he used in the show, 
crushed under a tree. Long lines are forming at gas stations. Police were called as tensions rose at this location. Time-lapse video from a tranquil neighborhood shows it being transformed into a storm-lashed flood zone. Incredible footage, and with so many people without power, just a bit in the broadcast, we'll have some tips on how you can tell when the food in the fridge is still okay to eat and when it needs to be thrown out. And a state of emergency remains out west as the Calder fire continues to grow. Almost 500 homes have now been destroyed, and more than 50,000 people have been told to evacuate the area around Lake Tahoe. But people who were stuck in traffic got a little entertainment thanks to another musician who was also escaping the inferno. Call him the fiddler on the highway. This musician is playing his violin as tens of thousands of residents scramble to evacuate South Lake Tahoe. Traffic has come to a complete standstill in the rush to flee approaching flames. And Mel Smothers, a retired forest ranger, says that was the moment he decided to play his violin to entertain his fellow evacuees. While he fiddled in the distance, explosive fire grew closer and then descended upon the famous resort town. Cabins in the surrounding areas went up in flames. Hell on Earth is the caption of this once beautiful home, now destroyed. Here, flames march upon a ski resort. Snowblowers meant to make snow turn into firefighting weapons, saving the resort from complete destruction. Lake Tahoe borders California and Nevada and is known for crystal clear lake water, pristine mountain ranges, and is considered the jewel of the Sierras. Today, the lake is a smoky orange, reflecting the apocalyptic smoky sky. Just getting darker and darker. This nearby resident captured a blood red sky in the middle of the afternoon. Smells like you're setting in a campfire and it's raining ash. The Caldor wildfire has been burning through the Sierra Nevada for two weeks, but is only now descending upon major populated areas along Lake Tahoe. Professional photographer Josh Edelson shot these dramatic images of cabins going up in flames. He discovers his own cabin is now at risk. We set up the hose, we sprayed down the property, uh, we got a chainsaw, we cut down a bunch of pieces of brush. Then he had to flee as fire and smoke close in. The Caldor Fire, which started August 14th, is only 16 percent contained, and it is just one of 83 large fires still burning. And speaking of fires, take a look at this heart-stopping video of first responders rushing to a house fire. The family is trapped inside. It includes children, and they have no choice but to jump to safety. Police are responding to a chaotic scene. Radio put a brush on fire. Kids are jumping out the window here. A house is on fire, and there are children inside. Let him go, let him go, let him go. This little boy jumps from the roof moments after cops get there. Then the officers run straight into the burning house in Buffalo, New York, all captured on dramatic body cam video. The stairs to the second floor are blocked by flames. Can't get up this way. Outside, they try to coax a woman on the roof to jump, and a fire truck with a ladder arrives. She's too terrified to wait and makes that leap of faith as a civilian and a cop catch her. Anybody else up there? We need to know. Six adults and children made it out of the house without injury, thanks to the quick action of their neighbors, firefighters, and those brave police officers. 
incredible. The deputy police commissioner said the entire department is really proud of the bravery shown by every single person in that video. Switching gears, the U.S. Open is on. And if you want to attend, you've got to show your COVID vaccination card. But as Megan Alexander reports, that rule doesn't apply to players. Chaos at the U.S. Open on Monday as thousands of tennis fans were left standing outside for hours, packed tightly together in 90 degree heat, waiting to get in. What's the holdup? COVID precautions. To get in, every fan must show their vaccination cards. But curiously, the players don't. In fact, half the professional tennis players here at the most important tennis tournament in the USA are refusing to get vaccinated. By comparison, 95% of baseball and 90% of basketball players have all gotten their shots. Today, US Open officials seem to have figured things out and the lines were a lot more manageable. But that's not ending the controversy. Novak Djokovic, the world's number one men's player, refuses to say if he's vaxxed. Whether someone wants to get a vaccine or not, that's completely up to them. Another top seed, Stefano Tsitsipas, has publicly declared he's not getting the shot, saying, I don't see any reason for someone of my age to do it. Ben Rothenberg is covering the tournament for the New York Times. What's the feeling inside, the fact that the fans have to show a vaccine card here at the entrance, but the players don't? Yeah, I think when, when fans hear about the numbers for the players, and they're pretty all pretty appalled by it, honestly, and just think it's really selfish and, and shows a sort of lack of education or lack of empathy for other people. And I think it has created, during this whole pandemic, a sort of a level of, of distaste in fans' mouth about the tennis players. The COVID surge continues across the USA and has cost this Army veteran his life, and not from the virus. Danny Wilkinson was suffering from a treatable gallbladder condition, but his doctors couldn't find a hospital to do the procedure. They're all filled with COVID patients. I spoke to his heartbroken mother, Michelle. They had called all the hospitals in Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Colorado. Every minute that he wasn't getting treatment, he was dying. Seven hours later, they finally found him a bed, but it was too late. Do you think this could have been avoided? The, the doctor said, we know what to do. We know how to treat it. We just got to get him to a, a hospital that could do the procedure. A number of overwhelmed hospitals are actually putting critically ill COVID patients on planes and helicopters to send them to hospitals hundreds of miles away. And on a much lighter note, a weather report got a surprise visitor when the dog named Stormy, Storm, I should say, the meteorologist's own pet, somehow wandered onto the set looking for treats. A storm interrupts a weather forecast. It's a big weather story over the next couple of days. No, not that storm. It's a dog, and his name really is Storm. There he is looking for treats right in the middle of the live report. Yes, Storm is in the building getting some treats, walking on thin air. The pooch belongs to meteorologist Anthony Farnell, who barely misses a beat delivering the weather in Toronto. Monday 29, and then it does cool off as we move through the week. It's live TV, so you're you're just going to keep going. Today, Storm is getting all the treats he wants after his unforgettable weather crash. He's a great dog, though, and, and he's been kind of part of the family here. Yes, Storm is in the building. Cute little co-anchor. Back with more right after this. Next, what can you do if power is lost? How you can preserve your food. Plus, 
The newlyweds who billed their no-show guests $240 for not coming to their wedding. You don't do this to people when they spent their hard-earned money, right? The great no-show wedding debate. Whose side are you on? Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. More than a million homes and businesses are still without power in the wake of Hurricane Ida, which means by now some of the things in countless refrigerators have gone bad. But how do you know? Here's Les Trent. Do you have to trash everything in your refrigerator immediately after a power outage? The answer is no, you don't. First order of business, keep things cold. If you have ice packs, put them in your fridge. If you have the access to dry ice, put it in your fridge. Chef Franklin Becker is a food safety expert who says don't linger with the door open. If you have to go into your refrigerator, do so with a purpose and do so really quickly. Here's an alternative to a refrigerator. So you put some water in with the ice. As soon as I add salt to that ice water, Uh it drops the temperature of the ice water. This is a great way to keep your milk and your orange juice really cold in case of a power outage. It's like a built-in refrigerator. You can also create your own vacuum-packed seal just by sucking the air out of a Ziploc bag. You're taking out the oxygen right? and you're preserving the product for a longer period of time. Pay careful attention to the shelf life. Chef Becker's advice Eat the ground beef right away. This is going to last a very short period of time. So cook this for dinner. The chicken I would actually grill or barbecue almost right away. What about eggs? You can keep them fresh and raw outside probably for two days. Carrots, we've got uh, lettuce. As for carrots. They're going to be fine for three, four, five, six days. Okay, cold or not cold. And lettuce? Eat that within the first two days. Hard cheese like Parmesan can last longer than you think without refrigeration. So I can keep this Parmesan cheese out for five or six days. It's still going to be good. It has to do with the density of it and the salt? or what? And the salt content, correct. So while New Orleans is still dealing with the power outage, hopefully tips like these will come in handy. And here's another tip. You can load your washing machine with ice and use that as a makeshift refrigerator. It'll keep everything cool. And when the ice melts, it'll just drain out the bottom. When we come back, newlyweds getting revenge on their wedding no-shows. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. It's payback time. These newlyweds build their guests for not showing up. I wanted them to understand and 
see how we felt. Doug and Deidre Simmons planned their dream wedding in Jamaica for 109 of their closest friends and family. Unfortunately, eight guests were no-shows. We didn't actually know that these people didn't show until the literally the day before the ceremony. And we're like, hey, it's people missing. So Doug you know, decided to put those no-shows on social media with a bill. This invoice is being sent to you because you confirmed seats at the wedding reception during the final head count. They're actually charging the no-shows $240 per couple. What were your thoughts, Deidre? What was your reaction to the fact that eight of your friends didn't show? I was like, man, that's kind of messed up. Doug and Deidre say they made the post just to prove a point, not to get their money back, wishing that their no-shows had simply called to say they wouldn't make it after all. I didn't get my invite. <laughs> would you have showed? I would have shown up. Unlike some of the others. Thank you. <laughs> and when we come back, confusion after the dentist. Finally, that's the Novocaine talking. What is it? She's just what had her that? wisdom teeth pulled and is really groggy. No. What is that? It's not a lip. It's not a lip? I don't know what this is. I don't even feel it. Punch me. <laughs> I'm going to punch you, babe. Don't worry. It will wear off soon. I don't feel it. <laughs> and she's going to be mad about that video. That's Inside Edition. We'll see you again tomorrow. If you like Inside Edition, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey.